Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of The Dairy Edge. Chagas are running a weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also being made available as a podcast. On this week's webinar, John McNamara joins Stuart Childs to give advice on farmers' respiratory health. Okay, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's Let's Talk Dairy. So um, I spend a lot of time talking about targets and objectives that we set for you to achieve as farmers. Uh, and none of it can be achieved if you're obviously incapacitated or anything happens to you in terms of your health. So today I'm joined by Dr. John McNamara, who's the Chagas Health and Safe, one of the Chagas Health and Safety Specialists. And uh, John is going to talk to us about firstly general health in farmers. I suppose, John, as I was saying to you there earlier, I, I would associate you quite strongly with the demonstrations in relation to PTO safety down through the years at various Chagas events and so forth. And uh, I suppose, uh, and I would expect many people, other people would recognize you from that point of view as well. And we've been quite successful, I suppose, in terms of, of uh, changing the dial, as they say on the radio, uh, in relation to that. And PTO safety has improved quite dramatically. Uh, and we're mo- you're moving on into other areas now. We're not forgetting about the PTOs, obviously, but uh, farmer health is, is a key issue. And I suppose, again, just timing is everything as I was saying to there a while ago as well and I was re- just talking to Padraig O'Connor there in the last day or two as well and Padraig's doing milking courses there at the moment and he's talking about um, repetitive strain injury with people not changing hands when milking and maybe on rotary parlors with a lot of cows going through um, picking up muscular skeletal issues we'll say which give them problems um, so we're, as I said we're going to just give a, a brief uh, synopsis of I suppose general farmer health and encourage people to look after their own health and then we're going to focus a little bit more in relation to respiratory health, which people wouldn't probably uh, think is a major issue for them. But it, it, and maybe it isn't to, I suppose, to a certain extent with the move away from hay down through the years. Uh, but there is still a risk there. And we just want to make people aware of that. So, so John, uh, in terms of general health for, for farmers, um, you've some studies done there with, in relation to discussion groups and so forth. What's the, 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 what do the statistics tell us about general farmer health? No, thanks, George. Thanks for having me on. Yes, no, health is wealth is the first point I'd make. You know, if you if you haven't health, you don't have anything else, really, you know. Uh, and maybe a strong point I'd make at the start is that maybe in the long term, 70% of illness is preventable, you know, uh, and that. So, so we can make changes. Now, uh, there was a major study done by Dr. Breda Smith, you know, of every person in Ireland who is now the acting chief medical officer And it found that farmers had five times higher cardiovascular disease, uh, three times higher cardio uh, uh, cancers and, uh, you know, uh, three times higher injuries than other other uh, uh, comparable people like, uh, you know, middle, you know, um, uh, blue collar workers, you know, professional workers. You know, so that set our alarm bells off back maybe 12, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, so we started promoting uh, health, uh, you know, personal health, uh, particularly strongly. And per- personal health is related to getting a health check up uh, and knowing, knowing what your health status is, uh, diet and exercise and that sort of thing. Um, now, uh, moving on to occupational health, you know, as you mentioned, like the big risk areas are uh, uh, musculoskeletal disorders. And we've done, you know, Dr. Aoife Osborne did a PhD with us and we've a lot of research done in that area. And that is a big occupational issue. Uh, the other one 
would be respiratory disease. And thank you. It's something we are not asked about a lot, but is a silent issue. Uh, and then there's, uh, you know, infections and, you know, uh, health issues from livestock and wheels disease, that sort of thing. And the last thing I might mention briefly, I just mentioned it, is, you know, occupational stress, like which is related to the way we farm, but also to personal issues. Okay. So that's the broad canvas of the of the area. So just, uh, I suppose, b- before we go into the respiratory stuff, like in terms of the musculoskeletal, what, what are the main issues there, Jen? Well, no, the main, you know, 50% of farmers have musculoskeletal at any stage in their lives. Uh, the simple thing is don't lift, you know. Uh, you, you know, uh, we can cut out lifting, we can put wheels on the gates, uh, you know, we can use sliding doors and, uh, you know, don't be bursting your back and the rest of your body wearing it out uh, and that. And, you know, I think uh, uh, that's the key message but, you know, lift properly if you have to lift, you know, keep, you know, a good stance, you know, wide boxer stance and keep your back relatively straight and lift with your ties. Okay. And then just, I suppose, it's important to point out again, just as we were talking before we came on air there in relation to the cancers, we'll say you said cancers was a high issue as well. Which one, which one of the cancers is the main cancer from that study that Breed Smith did? No, well, in her study, it was just cancers, right? But a topical one there at the moment, I have a, a, a can of it here beside me, is is the sun, uh, you know, and, uh, you, you know, I'm just looking at uh, a study we did that uh, Dr. Tracy O'Connor did with discussion groups a few years ago, and there was particularly low uptake of, of uh, uh, among discussion groups about discussing, uh, uh, you know, sun protection. So that is a crucial one. Now, the other big one would be uh, related to diet and exercise, you know, and, you know, that, uh, you know, gastrointestinal cancers and that sort of area, you know, and it's related to lifestyle. And, you know, respiratory issues also are related to being overweight and diet and lifestyle also. Okay, so I just uh, I'll just play the video here and then and we'll come back to the um, the situation then in terms of discussing the respiratory health. Oh, I need to optimize the sound here now first. Dust spores and vapors can cause very severe illness. It is important to reduce dust and spores. Always wear the proper PPE. For example, masks and improve ventilation. Long-term effects include asthma, chronic bronchitis, shortness of breath, weight loss, farmer's lung, and sensitization. um, Some people that might be tuned in this morning may have concerns, I suppose, around their respiratory health, may possibly following a COVID infection and so forth. And obviously some people will have been affected by that. So they may have a greater awareness than others. But like, as I said, we've moved away from hay to a large extent, obviously, for, for whole scale animal feeding. But it's still around and obviously silage itself can have mold as well. Um, so the, the concerns around that for people and what people should be conscious of. Yeah, no, no. The first uh, t- thing I would say very briefly is, you no. Know, if people have concerns about their health, you know, they should contact their, their their medical doctor. You know, there are treatments available, and the earlier one gets them, the, the, the better. Now, the second point I'd say, just related to that video, you know, you saw a bale being opened, and you saw those grey blue spores uh, coming off. 
you know, and that, that is public enemy. Uh, those spores are public enemy number one uh, as regards respiratory health. Uh, you know, they, they contain proteins, and if you get a high dose of those uh, into your lungs, you know, it'll cause respiratory uh, sensitization and scarring and that sort of area. And one high dose can trigger an allergy or uh, our condition that, that is then triggered by subsequent very high, uh, uh, um, sorry, very low uh, doses thereafter. Now, it's not just bales, you know, you know silage, grain, uh, you know, any type of uh, uh, feed or, you know, a mold going with it and that. So basically what the lungs need is clear air and nothing else. And our problem in Ireland is our three or our four or five month winter, you know, when we're indoors and we're feeding uh, feeds by and large and, and we, we, we have uh, uh, the potential to have those spores there. Now, one very important message there uh, in the video was ventilation, and that should always come first. You know, good ventilation, you know, uh, uh, airflow for livestock. Uh, as well as for people, uh, is absolutely crucial to lower the levels in the, in the first instance. Okay, so Jen, just to expand a little bit, I suppose, on that sensitization piece there, just so that people are clear on it. So if I were to open a bale of hay that was mouldy today and those spores fly up, basically, and I inhale a lot of them, you're saying that, that that's going to basically trigger a response in my lungs bit and... Uh, it, it won't take as much of a dose the next time to actually trigger that response. So I, I could basically get a chronic issue from that one big inhalation of, of that dust bars. Basically, that, that's absolutely correct. You know that, you know, it's the proteins in the spores cause uh, an inflammatory reaction or a sensitization. And, you know, that leads to lung damage and it leads to, you know, asthma and, and other conditions as well. And as I said, you know, once the lungs uh, know, you know, have identified the spore, they pick it up subsequently uh, in small doses and, and then the body reacts to, to the spores and, you know, causes the problem. So, so in, in essence, it's, it's nearly like a vaccination in reverse almost. Like, so it, it recognizes this spore again and reacts to it and creates the, say, maybe the asthma or the bronchitis kind of scenario possibly or whatever, or the increased level of coughing. No, ab ab uh, yes, absolutely. That, that is a good uh, analogy. Yeah, so I suppose in terms of um, prevention of it, I suppose, like, again, talking about it in the last couple of days, which uh, the, the idea of, of wearing the masks and so forth is probably, it's a bit of a challenge for people. But uh, what, would, what would your advice be in relation to avoid this? Now, obviously, the, the ventilation is ventilation, ventilation, ventilation is your first protocol. But if that's uh, not a, an easy solution to come by, what, what would you be recommending? No, just in case, uh, could I just briefly mention the figures? And there have been three or four very good studies done in recent years by research teams in NUIG and uh, also in, in UCC, uh, you know. But uh, what they found basically in summary is that 60% of farmers have some sort of a respiratory issue, you know, and hay fever and that sort of thing would be a big issue. Right uh, now, 30%, sorry, 13% of farmers have an airways disease and 12% uh, have uh, some form of lung damage measured by what's called the spirometer. 
uh, and that. So those figures are high, right? Uh, that that is the crucial uh, thing. And I think in in a in in a study among dairy farmers, I think seven and a half percent of the farmers in the study were on medication for respiratory problems. So the point being that there is a problem out there. Yeah, no, no, to come back to prevention then, which is, uh, you know, what we in Chagish are doing, uh, no, no, uh, ventilation, 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 as you said, is, is the first issue. Now, the second issue, and it's not to do with, 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 uh, it's personal rather than, than, than farming, but smoking, smoking is, is, incredibly bad for all sorts of things. Now, the good news is that farmers uh, uh, smoke less than the rest of the population and that levels are dropping and that. Now, in research we did in our cardiovascular study, Farmers of Hearts, uh, we included uh, smoking cessation uh, by referring people to www.quit.ie uh, and uh, you know that was pretty effective. I think the reduction in the level of smoking was about 30% over, over one year, which is very positive. But it also shows that it can be done. We can make changes. And you know the, the overall study showed that farmers could make changes. Uh, now that brings me on to the mask, and you know the mask is is it became very popular during COVID. And by the way, they, this mask is a different mask uh, to to the COVID mask. You know the COVID mask is just kind of uh, woven canvas. This is a, a P2 mask, and you know that is uh, very finely designed and engineered to keep out tiny spores, right? Uh, so so it's a, you know it's a, que a question of uh, you know, the first thing is eliminate. If you see a bad bale or if you see mouldy hay, just get away from it, get rid of it, uh, out of there. No, but we should be wearing this mask more frequently, you know, uh, the, you know, around the farm and that. No, it's a hard sell and it's, you know, it goes against the grain of health and safety. We prefer to take the danger away from the person rather than have people wearing a mask because we know it's awkward and that, you know, but in this case of respiratory conditions, uh, you know, I can see, you no, know, it, it is a crucial piece of, of protection. And it's particularly the case if somebody has a respiratory position, uh, uh, a respiratory condition that they wear the, the, uh, the, this mask. So would that include being a smoker, John? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I sympathize with smokers and you know, and that, you know, I know it's not, it's, it's not easy to give it up, but, uh, you know, it is, it is important. Yeah, no, but yes, the mask will keep, keep out spores from the, uh, you know, from, from the lungs and it will be helpful, you know. Okay, and I suppose um, the other, the main issue that I would see then, John, as well, I would say, is liming cubicles and dusting cubicles and so forth for dairy farmers in particular, like, um is there there's there's obviously differences between masks because there there are masks people often don't wear masks or they start wearing a mask and then they take it off because they're finding it maybe actually difficult to breathe with it on possibly or it's in they kind of do you know do you know the angling coming from there so like is there actually like that fp2 mask is is a comfortable mask to wear and actually works well from the point of view of breathing while um while working possibly like yeah, no, no, you're right. Like that, uh, you know, lime is lime cubicles is, is an issue as well. And inorganic dust, uh, you know, including lime dust, you know, would be an irritant to the lungs 
you know, so should be avoided, you know. Now, I would think that that is a larger particle, maybe, and that even, a, you know, a, the, the ordinary mask might do for that. You know, the, these masks, these uh, uh, P2 masks are very finely engineered, uh, you know, and they have a much tighter weave to keep out the very tiny spores. Uh, now, while I'm, uh, while you're talking, it's like, uh, you know, the, the, the mask is the last line of defense. Uh, so, so it's really important to wear it properly, you know, that it's properly uh, put on and, uh, you know, that it's the seal around the uh, the face is very tight and that. So as a consequence, like it can be a little bit awkward uh, and, uh, you know, as a result, you know, uh, people might find that it's not that comfortable. Now, having said that, I think... You know, I've seen it. I mean, I've shopped around myself in various co-ops, and you know, I was I'm glad to say that they're pretty readily available. And you know, shop for a, a mask that suits you and fits you best, and that you're comfortable with. Okay, and I suppose the other thing, John, as well to point out to people is like you can kind of get used to a lot of things, uh, and I, even talking again, coming back to Padraig O'Connor talking about the the switching hands when milking and so forth. It's a very difficult trait to break if you're doing it wrong but it can take three or four weeks to break it maybe but you actually can change it so if the i suppose the point i'm trying to make there is in the video you you mentioned the, the proper ppe and there's a person putting on the glove there like gloves were completely alien to farmers many years ago with the exception of the few that might have milked worn a pair of milking gloves when they were milking now it's nearly the opposite way around the exception is almost the person that doesn't wear gloves when they're milking and like face masks, we need to try to actually switch that that narrative, I suppose, or change that mindset around them too, do we? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, they, you know, this glove that I have here, like it costs a euro or less, but it's a fantastic piece of, 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 of equipment, you know. Uh, you know, the same with a mask. And I think, dare I say, COVID all, uh, taught us all to wear masks at a very uh, fast pace. Uh, and that, so maybe we should build on that, you know, but, uh, you know, um, the you know, health and safety professionals wouldn't just emphasize the mask alone. Uh, we would emphasize elimination, you know, getting rid of the hazard. If that bad bale that we opened there, that was dumped forthwith. You know, make sure if you see moldy hay, realize that it's it's bad for your lungs and uh, get rid of it or moldy anything uh, and that. No, but you're right. Uh, behavior change is, 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 is difficult and it takes time, but it can be done with a little bit of determination. Now, the challenge with farmers is like that they're all individual and they don't, uh, you know, um, broadly speaking, that, uh, you know, that they wouldn't be in this contact with other people as, say, in a factory or uh, an industrial site. No, but the, the get out of clause there, though, is our discussion groups and our meetings and that. And I think, we, you know, we in Chagash, we should be highlighting these issues more uh, and, you know, bring them to farmers. And that emphasizes this. And uh, like you said, with the gloves, it then becomes kind of part of the, the uh, way of doing things. And it becomes, a, you know, it, it becomes adopted. And I'm glad to say in the study that we did with Dr. Tracy O'Connor, uh, you know, 37% of discussion groups had discussed respiratory hazards in the past year. So I'd say to, to uh, uh, people in discussion groups or organizing discussion groups, so to put health on the issue, we have an abundance of uh, leaflets and booklets and information stores, uh, sources 
you know, but the challenge of adoption is for people to interact with other people, uh, you know, and to see the importance of uh, change and to, uh, you know, to, to, to close the deal, as it were, you know. Okay, so John, and uh, just this final piece, I suppose, on the respiratory, um, just chemical safety is a risk. Obviously, dairy farmers handling chemicals for washing machines and, and washing parlors and maybe disinfecting hoses for all livestock farmers. Uh, risks around that? Yeah, no, well, all the chemicals are different, uh, you know, um, and if some of them are respiratory sensitizers, they'd be rare enough, but they can cause an allergic reaction. So read the label, uh, know how to apply the equipment, uh, use enclosed systems if possible, and of course, wear the, the personal protective equipment, PPE, you know, a face mask to cover the eyes, you know, a mask uh, on the face. Now, that would be a different type of mask for chemicals, you know, and gloves, of course, and, you know, whatever uh, clothing, you know, uh, protective clothing to, to uh, cover your body. And I suppose uh, dispensers maybe rather than trying to pour these chemicals as well, whether you're going to be at risk of splashing. No, absolutely. That, uh, Joe, that is the biggest risk, the concentrated chemical where you're pouring it. So dispensers and using, you know, using equipment like that, you have to cut down the risk. Okay. So just, I suppose it's not respiratory, but just um, you said there that one of the, just before we came on line there as well, that one of the biggest issues at the moment is people getting knocked down. So I think it's a, it's, a, it's worth pointing it out, even though it's a slightly off the topic that we said we were going to talk about today just to remind people and to make pe- people that are tuning in conscious of it. No, no, thanks. Can I mention lime first? No, lime, Ooh, yeah. uh, hydrated lime, if it gets into your eyes, like can cause blindness. So wear goggles, you know, when you're, you know, and I've heard quite a number of cases recently yeah. uh, about this, you know, and I made a video uh, 30 years ago with a, an ophthalmic surgeon about this. Uh, that's the, the, the first point. Yeah, I'm glad that we've made progress with power shafts. You know, we haven't solved it. I saw an uncovered power shaft uh, passing me by on the road yesterday, but, but uh, fatalities have dropped, but we can never say never. Uh, the big challenge now is big tractors in farms, in small farmyards, you know, in relative terms, uh, and, you know, speed around the farm fa- farmyard, you know, five or six kilometres an hour even. Uh, tractors are moving at maybe two metres a second. Uh, you know, uh, a bystander st- steps out, a child maybe, or an older farmer, uh, and, uh, uh, you, you know, knockdowns occur, on a, you know, and there, there's blind spots, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the driver can't see everything and that. So, so the key message... Uh, is a to look out for for blind spots and you know not have uh, younger or older or people around the farmyard where there's machinery moving, you know, and simply to slow down because that reduces the risk. Okay, so that's super, Jan. Thanks very much for coming on and for talking about it. And I hope uh, hope people will have taken something from it. I suppose. Um, the one thing I always think is if you were advertising for a person to be a farmer, you'd be asking for somebody that was able to manage stock, manage grass. They also have to look after the health and safety element of their farm. They have to look after the, the hours, the rosters. You know, farmers actually have an awful lot to, to deal with. And as you said, uh, they're the, while they may be conscious of the health and safety, it can be a little bit down the pecking order. But we need to try to change that mindset that we kind of think about uh, the way we approach work and what we're doing with a health and safety mindset uh, very much to the fore. So it's uh, good to have you on to talk about it. And as I said to you the other day, Rather than doing a broad sweep of health and safety, 
we'd, we'd focus on the respiratory today and we might come back uh, and talk about some other aspects at, at another stage during the year or early next year. So that's it for today. Um, thanks very much, John, for coming on. That's all for this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with our usual Dairy Edge interview on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and thanks for listening.